I'm Mohit Kumar, founder and CEO of Ultra Human. In today's episode, uh, Shiva and I take on the basics of metabolic health. Um uh, Shiva and I uh, so I got introduced to Shiva almost 2 uh, years back via a friend and also via the Ben Greenfield podcast. And I remember Ben mentioning that uh, his socks were blown to see uh, somebody in India taking biohacking to another level. I didn't really believe in it uh, till I actually met Shiva. And what I realized is that the approach Shiva and his team uh, were taking in terms of basically changing the game around biohacking and not just biohacking but uh, environmental factors that affect your health, anything that's got to do with your soil to basically your nutrition to the biomarkers you track, uh, they have been actually changing the game uh, every day here. Uh, thanks, Mohit. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, actually, look, it's quite simple. Uh, I actually come from a background from management and finance and a business background. But what that actually gives you is is a critical ability to look at what you know profit or what you're left with at the end of the day, right? And if you begin to look at health and the ecosystem of our living ecosystem, and you're able to look at it, we have to have objective data coming in. So around 15-20 years ago, I decided to look at health from a different perspective. Say not human centric but looking at looking at it from a data perspective and if you look at it we have to start with the human being from like you know our food and then the food thereby from the soil and water leading up to things like you know blood and uh, as we get more into it uh, we then suddenly figure out that hey we only like got 1 trillion human cells and the other 10 trillion are all microbial so then you're like wow i i better start testing what this whole microbiome stuff is all about right because you have genetics then and if you begin to look at it like this all of that becomes a huge muddle it's all interconnected but it's a muddle and you know in from a traditional corporate structure it becomes very difficult to isolate that and say am i running a genetics company am i running a sports science division am i running a performance division am i doing physiology so what we did is take all the specialists and actually come up with individual units like not an organization but an organism <laughs> very much like nature and then from there what we're able to do is look at the specializations of each one of these look at the integrations of each one of these but let's put all of this into a set based on real lifestyle changes not clinical but the whole world has clinical people we got some of the best guys in the world but how do you migrate all that clinical knowledge into something that you can use every day right uh, how can you breathe it live it eat it and the only way we can do this is to be able to show you very objectively what you're changing how you're changing it when you're changing it and how it works for you individually because and uh, as you know you know with the work that we do with ultra human that's what you guys are doing as well you're taking uh, this cgm and you're able to give people this data that they're constantly aware of it's sort of sentient almost right uh, to be able to make people change because at the end of the day that's what the game is about right so i think uh, the interesting and this is really complex right as this is too much to absorb in like one statement but uh, when you really think about it health or human living is really complex right there are so many aspects to it it cannot be monochromatic uh, it cannot be a unidimensional when you really think about it right um, there are various layers to our existence and they're still being discovered and uh, nutrition itself is sort of like a black box today um that it's so confusing out there right and then the world of fitness it's evolving like what what is the right 
type of activity or movement level for individuals and what's good for performance what's not good for performance um so yeah um taking a ground up fundamental approach almost feels like a journey not a destination like basically whatever it takes to help uh, humans achieve peak performance or at least their peak performance right uh, is what you you all are up to and uh, it almost seems like a mystery novel right that uh, when you start reading it you don't know what you will uncover in, in various chapters um, and these chapters would be about different aspects of your body exactly. like basically your brain is a chapter your basically your hormone health is a chapter the musculoskeletal health is a chapter for for athletes it could be something else but then um, what you guys are really doing is that you're actually creating this layer by layer um, and also staying to the cutting edge in terms of what all can be done to actually improve human performance from soil uh, not just directly from food but actually starting from soil which enhances the food and then basically measuring and helping people understand more about their body and then creating further interventions from these like you mentioned genetics microbiome uh, metabolites and bunch of these right but let's let's talk a little bit about health in general right and specifically uh, the domain of health which is called metabolic health start when i started exploring and learning about metabolic health uh, the first question in my mind was that uh, why is this extremely new uh, why did we suddenly start talking about hormone health uh, recently why was this not a paradigm of health maybe just 10 years back would love to understand from your perspective uh, like what what really first of all is metabolic health why is this becoming like a recent topic that's being talked about in my opinion i think we have to go back to just discuss what metabolism is right because i mean when you say health it's a consequence of good metabolism so let's just separate those two for a second and just look at what metabolism is metabolism is every chemical reaction in your body right uh that will either break down uh, units for energy or build up units right for uh, matter so in a way it's a continuum of energy right you get energy from the outside the energy is consumed broken down so it's accessible to you and then rebuilt because energy can neither be transformed nor destroyed right i mean energy can only be transformed it can't be destroyed so which means that you are part of that energy continuum it's actually your connection metabolism is actually your connection to the universe to nature to the environment right and you want to know something really interesting you know metabolism comes from the greek word which means to change so if you really look at it what you're actually talking about is your ability of your cells your enzymes your microbiota to be able to utilize uh nature or products of nature food <laughs> even things like sunlight and everything else that you interact with and make it into a usable form in your body so it could have some kind of impact right to better or to build right your 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 purpose of whatever that is right i mean it could be survival it could be performance it doesn't matter metabolism is agnostic to that it's more about survival first and then performance later obviously which is why we're seeing so many problems with metabolic health most we no more a survival economy and we were designed for that we're a anachronism genetically from 150000 years ago that we're carrying around today so imagine hunter gatherers you know walking around in a mall today i mean if you really think about that you know that could go horribly wrong which is exactly what's happening today right i mean we've taken our tribal ethos genes and all of that and suddenly we're in this world of plenty with like everything that's like we're we're over exposed to it 
So why is it a recent phenomenon? Because metabolism was so taken for granted, we didn't have to think about it. It was the way we existed without thought. Yeah, so environment is evolving uh, much faster than how we are evolving, essentially. Simple. So there's a mismatch, right? right. And if you think about our, the idea of what this metabolism is, right? the energetics of metabolism are all subconscious anyway. You're not actually, it's all introception. It's not something that you're aware of. It's happening inside you, right? You're only aware of the cognition and the thought process outside. Your heart is beating, your, uh, I mean, the amount of amazing things that are actually happening inside you is all happening without your conscious thought. So you've never, if it's not happening in conscious thought, why will you pay any attention to it? You're more worried about, you know, what I'm going to eat tonight or watch TV or, you know, do something else of that. You're not going to really worry about all the magic that's happening in your body because it's a taken for granted thing. But you only start paying attention to it because something that you took for granted is now breaking down, right? And it's making you not enjoy or live optimally, which is now detrimental to you. So now you're like, oh, we have to do something about this. Uh, it's part of evolution as, suppo- as well, I suppose, right? And here's what's the most amazing part of this whole metabolic activity is, you know, we're talking about how we break down things, Right? How we break down things, each person has a different way of breaking down things, depending on their genetic blueprint. And, and you talked about why, why is it important today? I mean, in terms of metabolic syndrome, in terms of all of these other things that we're looking at. I have a feeling that if you look at evolutionary anthropology, we're designed not to move so much. We want to conserve energy. If you look at evolutionary anthropology, we want to get as much honey and fruit as possible so that we could see it through a lean period. You wanted to be fat, right? If you look at evolutionary anthropology, you wanted to get as much protein, glutamate, as possible because that would be what would help you build or grow bigger to survive, right? Now, you take all that same context and you look at, you know, the world and say that, wow, before there was only one king. Now, every man is a king. He has more than anybody a hundred years ago who would have been, like, you know, a man of means had because, yeah. So suddenly you are like, every man's a king. He's like, uh, you've got the best food. You've got things that you shouldn't be able to get in your own country from every country in the world where a global, you know, it's, it's become a, a, a global food, um, a basically buffet, if you will, right? I mean, we get Japanese food here. You can have sushi here. I mean, 20 years ago, you couldn't. Yeah. Today, you can. Every human has access to way more resources. And it's increasing. It's, it's not actually, uh, at least for, for, uh, for the top stack, it's actually the density and the diversity is increasing. We consume way more types of food, um, have access to more resources. Um, and uh, yeah, our, our lifestyle has actually been pretty much the same. Like, yeah. Or actually, uh, it has also changed, but in the favor of, let's say, lower levels of activity, probably. You're absolutely right, because I think the average, when they look at hunter-gatherer tribes, right, like the Smane or the Hadza or any of these tribes, what, what they found was that, you know, those guys are walking, you know, maybe between 10,000 and 15,000 steps. Let's put it in steps today because everybody's got a Fitbit. Everybody's got a Garmin watch or an Apple watch. So let's say steps. And the average uh, Western civilization actually does is like four or 5,000, right? Uh, and, and that's like, you know, if you're moving because what, what we've done. Now, let me give you the most interesting part of this whole thing is energy, right? We're just talking about energy. So what we define as energy today is a calorie. Actually, when we say calorie, it's actually not a calorie because it's a kilocalorie. That's what we talk about. But it's, uh, there was a convention during the 1800s where they called a kilocalorie a calorie. And that's why we even 
are not accurate with that. But since we're discussing this and we're in the world of health, we should be specific about it. I'm saying kilocalories, right? So um, when we say kilocalories, I'm, I'm saying that, okay, you have calories that you need as a hunter-gatherer or even, let's go to animals, mammal. A mammal needs, for every uh, calorie it expends, right, it's going to get around 40 calories of food. Now, for every calorie that we consume, we have eight calories of energy consumed. Let me put it to you like this. Refrigeration, fossil fuel, uh, all of that is energy. So what you've done is reverse the whole process and that's why nothing in the planet is sustainable, right? Nature was designed to be within that realm. If you look at this, this guy called Herman Ponser basically did the calculations and came up with these things from you know various studies and he's like, Look at our world, it's gone topsy-turvy. Now we spend eight calories to get one calorie of food, while before we would spend one calorie to get 40 calories because the, we would, it would be walking, doing whatever you hunted. You were able to use the whole entirety of it. You were able to do it, right? So if you look at the energy, um, I, uh, I suppose, deficit that we've created, right? It's gone from here to here. And now you understand why we're burning through our resources. Because if you walk in, and what is the cost of going to a store and getting food? Say that uh, for this, I had to go and hunt or do whatever it is, you know, after like doing around, I don't know, like 400, 500 calories, I would be able to either hunt, gather tubers, get honey, do something like that, right? And I'm not talking about paleolithic diet or anything like that. I'm just saying we had to walk, we had to dig, you had to clean, you had to cook, you have to get the firewood for it. Look at the amount of movement that you had to do. It's not like that they moved more than us per se. This is the other interesting fact. They didn't move so much. If if you moved naturally through the, if you're a postman or you had a slightly more physical uh, job, you'd get the same number of movement. 10,000 steps to 15,000 steps is not so much. It just shows you that we have cars, <laughs> we have maids, you have all these other things that are happening for you, right? Which you would have spent energy to consume. And right now, instead of spending that energy, that energy is staying static in your body while you're in a consumption economy, we call it, but also your body is in a consumption mode. Thank you, Shiva, for kickstarting this conversation on metabolism and for providing some great insights about metabolism. If you found this useful, please share this with your friends and family. If you have any comments or questions on topics we are discussing, please tag us on our social handle at UltraHumanHQ on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much and we'll see you soon.